So, and you can't make the playoffs and we made the playoffs last year. That's, that's like the thing that, that sits with me of, of why I would say the seat's warm for Josh McDaniels. Hey, Tom Brady could be the sell to bring him back. Get me Tom Brady. So that's a good that. point right there. I don't like that. Let's move on to a guy who's currently coaching Tom Brady right now in Todd Bowles. How do we feel about his job? And I guess I'll start us off and say that joint warm, bro. I'm going to go warm. Now, there's a report that said that, you know, they may not be looking to fire him. But I think if they once they see the GOAT leave, that's going to dictate a lot more. It's easy to say, oh, you know, we ain't going to fire him now. But when you realize that your quarterback is Kyle Trask and it's a whole lot to ask, you're going to get his ass out of there. I'm going to go warm. I'm going to just leave it at that, short and simple. Go ahead, Coach. Uh, I said, for me, I think that's hot, like real hot, like boiling hot. I, I don't think, you know, I just think, you know, yeah, I think, you know, once we're ready to leave for free agency, I think that his job will be in jeopardy. Um, I just felt like the team, you know, this team, this current team was given to him, you feel me? I felt like, you know, despite despite them losing a couple key guys, I just felt like, you know, as far as far as the formula, I thought the formula was still there, but it seemed like with the record at the end and situation at the end at six and seven, it doesn't look so good. And and if they, for some reason, barely make it to the playoff and get bounced the first round, then yeah, he's he's out of there. He's out of there for sure. Um, Chase, and I think if I think if Tom stays, I think it's the only thing. Uh, like unless Tom stays and says, "Yo, I want Todd out." Um, but I think if Tom stays, I think that's the only thing that that saves Todd Bowles' job. I think if Todd, I think if Tom leaves and goes to San Francisco or or Las Vegas, I think uh, I think Tampa Bay brings a hammer down on Todd Bowles. Even with Todd Bowles being a Bruce Arians guy, I still think Tampa Bay brings the hammer down on him and blame him for uh, for Tom leaving. You, real quickly, Zach, real real quick, you brought a very interesting point about the Bruce Arians, because that's Bruce Arians' guy. Yeah. Like, they knew each other for a long time. He was the yep. one that said, I want you to take over his job. How much input does Bruce Arians have? Because we never really got his full description of his role. Or are you just in the front yep. office? Right? We don't know yep. what his role really is. I don't even think he knows what it is. But does that role entails him making a decision like that? And if so, how would that impact the decision? Well, go ahead, Zach. I, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, if if Bruce Arians has any say in I think, like I said, I think that's the only thing that saves Tom Bowles' job if Tom Brady leaves. But I, I, I don't even know if then. I think I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still bring the hammer down and say, yo, you're out. Yeah, so I'll start off by saying this. I think the Buccaneers are probably one of the five worst coach teams in the NFL right now, and their coaching has decided and cost them some games so far this season, and there's nothing worse than that. I The other thing that would maybe bring Todd Bowles back is a deep playoff run. Like I'd be curious to see like what would happen in that case, but the bottom line is so far this season, the Buccaneers have not gained any advantage from their coaching. And as a Jet fan, I know this. I witnessed Four years of Todd Bowles. His best year was his first year, and he progressively just kept getting worse and worse and worse. I still wonder uh, what Sam Donald could have been if uh, the Jets had a different coach when uh, they drafted him. But Todd Bowles is just one of those guys. He's better as a coordinator. He's an elite defensive coordinator. But as a head coach, he's just not getting the job done. 
Byron Leftwich doesn't really understand like the Buccaneers running game is ineffective. And when you're doing it every single first down, it's just so predictable. It was also just very odd how late in that Cleveland game, they didn't really give Tom Brady the goat a chance to go march down the field quickly and win the game. I think the Buccaneers are interesting because really for the past like year plus, we've all kind of wondered like with their franchise, like their future doesn't really matter because they have Tom Brady and, and they'll figure everything out. Like once Tom Brady leaves and I'm very curious to see, like assuming Brady goes, where do they go from here? Do they just go full rebuild? That might be the best option, but there's still talent on this roster and maybe with another quarterback, they could still be competitive. But I think there's still a lot of questions to be answered here about Todd Bowles and how, if he's going to be the Buccaneers coach next season, you know, the Buccaneers, they're probably going to be a playoff team, which is probably unlike any other team uh, in this conversation. So I think things could really change. I think right now, if you ask me, is Bulls coaching the Bucs next year? I would say no, but I do think things could change because the Buccaneers still have a full season and maybe playoffs ahead of them. So I would say warm, uh, but nothing more than that. I want to get to this guy here. And maybe when we did this whole segment, we probably should have started off with him. But I took the segue out. Nathaniel Hackett. Zach, I'm going to keep it with you. How do we feel about this clown job? Yeah, it's crazy. There are just so many things to say about the Denver Broncos. And it's funny because in this situation, we literally could have called this after the first game he coached that Monday night against Seattle. And I think there are three guys. I'll bring them up as they come up, I'll mention this as they come up, but I think there are three coaches in the NFL that I am very confident will not be back next year. And Nathaniel Hackett is one of them. I think his seat is scorching hot. I mean, the crazy thing about the Broncos is like their defense is really good. It's elite. And there are so many stats about the Broncos that are just hilarious. Going into Sunday, Jamal Williams, yes, the running back for the Lions, had more touchdowns by himself than the entire Broncos offense. That is no longer the case, but that was going into Sunday. You also look at this one. No quarterback in the league. Go. This was before Sunday. Russ finally had a good game. But no quarterback in the league has had a lower passer rating this season than Russell Wilson, not named Davis Mills. Like Davis Mills is literally the only quarterback in the league going into Sunday with a lower passer rating than Russell Wilson. And if the Broncos just scored like 20-plus points a game, they would be nine and three because their defense is really good. Now, here's where this gets interesting, right? I think the only real option for the Broncos in terms of their next head coach is to hire an offensive mind, put all the blame on Hackett, and just literally pray that they could bring in someone that could fix Russell Wilson. If I'm them, they have very rich ownership, go all out for Sean Payton. But where it gets interesting is I think if their defensive coordinator if he's not elevated, like I think he might get another head coaching job somewhere else, or he'll definitely be very highly regarded in the coaching industry because I think this Broncos defense is elite, and I think he's done a phenomenal job uh, with them so far this season. And honestly, no one really knows who this guy is. I'll uh, give you his name right now. But the Broncos uh, defensive coordinator, Ijaru Avero, I think he's a name to watch. Like I think the Broncos' only real choice is to bring in an offensive head coach that could hopefully fix Russell Wilson. But if they do that, they might be letting well, maybe the best defensive coordinator in the league go because I don't think there's many coaches in the league that have done a better job this season assistant-wise than him. So, uh, yeah, I think Hackett is one of the coaches I would put into that scorching hot category. Um, I agree. Um, he's scorching hot. Now, I could always tell when a coach is out of there by the look in his face on the sideline where he looked like he just saw a deer. 
He looked like the, the UFO was just about to pick him up. That's what I look at when I see this cat on the sideline, Nathaniel Hackett. It's like he saw a ghost. Like, at least with Brandon Staley, and we're going to talk about him, you know, I probably should bring it up later. But at least with him, he's still looking like he's coaching. Like, he, you know, like he might be here. When I look at this cat right here, he look like he out of there. And that's why I'm going to say scorching hot. I think if you're the Broncos, you need to drop the bag. You have one of the richest owners and people in the world. You literally have to, like, I think he's, like, number 12 richest person in America. You need to drop the bag. That's your sell. I can get a coach because I have the money. Just like how we talk about the Chargers and they sell is quarterback Justin Herbert. Your sell is the moolah. Moolah, quarterback. I don't know. I might just take the moolah. So if you want to get any worth of Russell Wilson, because guess what? You married to him. Your dumb asses actually extended him before you saw him play. You didn't even get a test trial. You're like, I want to go full throttle with this clown. Okay, cool. Now you need to give him a coach, and I think he's out of there, and I'm not even like, listen, he's out. He's gone. Scorching hot. I, uh, I I agree. I mean, this the, the seat's on fire. Like, uh, I mean, y'all seen the meme where the little dog is sitting on the chair? And the whole it's the fine. whole room's uh, uh, on fire around him. That's Nathaniel Hackett right now. Here's what happened: Nathaniel Hackett sold the Denver Broncos on. If you bring me, I will bring Aaron Rodgers. And then you look at the trade. Pull pull up the trade on your on your on your electronic device or on a second screen. Look at that trade. That trade had Aaron Rodgers written all over it. And like I said, it, Nathaniel Hackett is done. But the Broncos organization has to take some some responsibility for this because they looked at the they looked at that after Green Bay has said no go on Aaron Rodgers they still looked at it and said okay we're gonna send the exact same offer to Seattle for Russell Wilson because they were like who can we get we can't get Aaron Rodgers now who's available Russell was the only one and instead of adjusting that trade they sent that exact trade to to Seattle. So Broncos, the Broncos organization, like the, the general manager, the ownership, they've got to take some responsibility for this as well because now you're in a situation with Russ, you can't get rid of him. You're stuck with him. You cannot get rid of him. So like you said, like you both said, we, the only option they have is to get an offensive-minded coach to come in there and help because that's it. You can't You can't prepare for the draft. All your draft picks are gone. You know, uh, you're stuck with Russell Wilson. So you better hope that it's a coaching a coaching scheme because if Russ really ain't cooking no more, if Russ really sucks that bad, man, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long five years for the Broncos. A long five years. So. Coach. I heard that hell is hot right now. I heard hell is hot right now. The guys are from, from, from Russell Wilson. Yeah, no, yeah, from both, from both of them, from the head coach to Russell, the guy's a fraud, bro. I can't believe it. You know, I just thought, you know, by him being under, what's the name of the coach in Green Bay again? Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Yeah, I just thought, you know, coming from history, I thought that he was gonna be not a good head coach, but an okay head coach. You feel me? You know, you know, from seeing from that first game against Seattle, I was like, bro. What are you doing? Like, where's the game preparation? Where's the game planning? And I just felt like in almost every game, you know, in almost every game that he coached, he always get out coach. You feel me? It's so bad to the point that they had to hire a advisor to help him how to game plan properly. You feel me? And I just think this is this right here is a is definitely a one and done, a one and done deal. I just think you know 
like you guys mentioned, they should go after like an offensive-minded coach. One coach that I have in mind is Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys. I just think, you know, with his offense, you know, how unique and creative that offense is, I think, you know, that could help. That could help revive Russell Wilson's career. And for Nathaniel Hackett, this is for you, Mike. Yeah! All right, let's move on to the next guy, and I'm going to let y'all know ahead of time that, you know, your boy got 10 minutes left here because I got a skedaddle. Dinner's on the table. But anyway, let's talk about Cliff Kingsbury here. Okay, this is one of the guys, and I'm pretty sure when Zach said there's three guys that he knows for sure he's out, maybe I'm reaching here. Was it Cliff, one of them, or not? He was. Okay, go ahead, Zach. The mic is yours again. Yeah, Explain so, why. you know, we hit – honestly, we hit on a lot of it to start off the show – but Cliff Kingsbury did not win at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. And it's funny because I never really got the hire to begin with. But if you remember that first year, like Arizona was spunky. I was impressed with Kyler. They were will, they were winning games that they weren't necessarily supposed to do. And then that offseason, they get DeAndre Hopkins from the Houston Texans for David Johnson and a second round pick. Just a bad trade that the Cardinals clearly won. And that was their time entering the 2021 season to go all out. They started off that season great. But even when they were winning games, like I just realized this dude's game management is awful. The players don't respect him. We've seen that this year. Kyler Murray is just screaming at him every time he has the opportunity to do so. And again, at this point, the writing's on the wall. When the players, uh, especially your starting quarterback, is out on your head coach, like what are you going to do there? And the last two years, not even this year and everything that's gone wrong, the Cardinals have fallen apart down the stretch. Last year, uh, they were a playoff team, but they really should have been better than that. They should have won the NFC West and Cliff's in preparations, his inability to game manage. Like he literally that sequence on Monday night football to end the first half when the Cardinals are driving down the field and uh, they, it was a fourth and one. They didn't kick. Uh, they didn't get it. Uh, it was just a, a nice play by the defense Judon, I believe. But then the Patriots took the ball right down the field and, and kicked the field goal with time remaining. Like they let Mac Jones just march right down the field. And I've just had enough of watching Cliff Kingsbury's and his mistakes just during the games, just basic stuff. And it's unacceptable. I think his seat is scorching hot. He's got to go. It's been a long time coming. Coach Chase, want to jump in? I do it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's hot. It's hot. His seat is hot. I think, you know, this is it. I just felt like, you know, throughout his four seasons in Arizona, only one playoff appearance, and, you know, you got blown out by the Rams last year. I just felt like he hasn't done anything, bro. You know, his his leadership sucked. You know, you know, your, even your own quarterback went to the press and say, schematically, we're fucked. And in other words, Cliff Kingsbury, you put that team in a tough position, bro. Other than that, I, you know, you're just more than a college coach, bro. I never saw you as a great head coach at all. Granted, like you had the good personnel around you to make you a good coach, but as a but you by yourself, you're just terrible. You're just terrible. Um, you know, these last you know few games of the season, I don't I don't think that you're gonna win anymore. You know, after this week, your your team will officially be eliminated from the playoff. And I just think, you know, this right here, Arizona gonna be in a in a rebuild stage right now. Okay, Jay Sotas. I, I I tell you what I uh, I'm never gonna be one real to uh, to keep a man from his food. Um, if you as y'all know, I like to eat. Um, so I and we already talked enough about Cliff Kingsbury. I ain't got to say anything. The seat is scorching hot. But if Clink's if, if Cliff Kingsbury's got to go, then Brandon Staley's got to go too. Mm. Um, I would say this: 
for Cliff. The thing I don't like about him is that he never, I never saw him handle adversity well at all. Like his adaptability to adversity, it's just, I haven't seen it. Um, He sucked in college. He sucks in the NFL. I think he ended up back in college. And I don't think that's a bad thing for him. So with that being said, um, this is for you, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah! What? You mentioned it, Brandon Staley. This is the last name I want to pull up. And then I'm going to go around the panel for any guy that we miss. And we could just, um, one guy, maybe one or two that we I didn't bring up, and we could talk about it as well. But Brandon Staley is the last name I'm going to bring up. How do we feel about Brandon Staley's job security right now? And um, I guess, Chase, you can start us off. I'll leave it with you. Yeah, man. I, I just, I, I don't think he makes good coaching decisions. Um, You know, there uh, he went he went for it on fourth, fourth down like three or four times against the Chiefs um, and didn't get it. And it's like, dude, you'd have beat him. I mean, if you'd have taken the points, kick the field goal. I mean, that's extra points. Those were close games. A couple of them were overtime games. You'd have beat the Chiefs. You didn't do it. Why? Um, you know, be, I, I get it, man. Like, sometimes you want to play aggressive because you are you don't want to let Patrick Mahomes on the other end of the field and, and score points. I totally understand that. But you got to score points, Brandon. Um, and, uh, Justin Herbert is arguably one of the best, if, uh, you know, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, the fact that the fact that we literally had a conversation last year of them being in a game with the Raiders that they could possibly tie to make it into the playoffs and they couldn't beat the Raiders. Come on. Come on. I think I, I mean, this, this team is extremely talented. I love I love Keenan Allen as a player. I don't like him as a person. If I ever caught that dude on, if I ever caught him on the outside, it's on site. You heard me, <laughs> Keenan. It's on site. If I catch you outside talking about my quarterback like that. Um, but I think Keenan Allen's extremely talented. Mike Williams as well. Uh, you know, like I said, the fact that that team went last year and had to, had to actually discuss a tie was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and, and like I said, he just doesn't make good coaching decisions with Justin Herbert if Cliff Kingsbury's got to go, Brandon Staley's got to go too. That's you at. know, when we talk about Brandon Staley, I think a lot of people is making it more clear cut than I really think it is. A lot of people, if you go around, oh, make the playoffs, he should be fine. I'm not sure. And the reason why I say that, unless they go on a deep playoff run. Now, if they go on a deep playoff run, not necessarily meaning they have to win the Super Bowl. Let's say they make the AFC Championship game or the division around. Then I think his job is safe. I'm going to go warm. Here, I'm gonna go warm here, and it could be room temperature. He controls his destiny to an extent, but if they go to the playoffs and let's say they get bounced in the wild card, I just saw a report today that Sean Payton wants to coach in LA. That's where he's living. He wants to stay there, whether it be the Rams or whether it be the Chargers. Now, Zach here, he doesn't believe that Sean McVay. Maybe he does, but he's he's not certain. I know for a fact based on my conversations with Zach that Sean McVay is going to return next year. So maybe that's an option. But the Chargers are as well because they're in L.A. And based on that report, the sell is Justin Herbert. If he calls you, and let's say they get bounced in a wild card, or you're going to say no to Sean Payton, or you're going to say, all right, Brandon Staley, you made the playoffs, full goal. I don't know. I'm going to say warm. I think what makes this situation so interesting is the fact that we're talking about the Chargers and their ownership. Because if I was trying to build a winning team and trying to win the Super Bowl, there would be no doubt about it that I'd want Sean Payton over Brandon Staley 
any day of the week. But if you look at the past coaches that Dean Spanos, the Chargers owner, has hired, they've all been cheap. Brandon Staley, one of the least paid, highest paid coaches in the NFL right now. The same thing was for Anthony Lynn. The same thing uh, could be said for Mike McCoy before he got there. And even though this move makes all the sense in the world, it's very unchargers-like considering their history to make the playoffs and act aggressively on that and say, that's not good enough. You know, Dean Spanos, he, all he cares about is making more money. He doesn't care about winning because if he did, he would have hired a better coach a long time ago. And honestly, he might've fired Brandon Staley after last season because Justin Herbert was a top five quarterback. He was elite and they still couldn't make the playoffs. And I agree with Will when he said his fate is, is in his own hands. The Chargers have no excuses not to make the playoffs this year, even with their injuries. They're in the most favorable position, as we said, of any of these three wildcard teams that are tied at eight and five right now. And uh, yeah, I would say he's warm as well. He controls his own destiny, but I'm curious to see like how aggressive are the Chargers? Are they willing to go all out and spend some money for Sean Payton uh, if and be and say to everyone like, okay, we're willing to win because it's clear. Brandon Staley, I know he coached probably the best game he's ever coached on Sunday night against the Dolphins, but still, we've seen way too many just putrid performances and idiotic decisions. I don't know why every single Charger third down is at the line of scrimmage like they don't have Jesus playing quarterback because sometimes it looks like that they do. But, yeah, when you look at this Chargers team, I don't trust it under his reign, and uh, it's going to – everything's in his court for now. When I look at this Chargers team, you know, that's a pretty that's a pretty talented roster. But I'm about to disagree with you guys in terms of I don't think Brendan Staley owns his own destiny in this one. I just think it it's based on how like you know how both the offense and defense play. I just think you know the game against the Dolphins kind of brought a lot of momentum moving forward to the season. I think that Herbert will pretty much be his scapegoat in a way in terms of winning games, putting them in a good position to win the to win the re- remaining games of the season. I still think that the I still think that defense still lacking, you know, still missing some key pieces. Um, but I think that it's gonna be in the hands of Herbert to lead this Chargers team to the playoff, in my opinion. So for now, I just think it's warm. I think it's warm. It's not scorching hot, not room temperature, but I just think it's warm for now. And you know, if eventually if he does take that Chargers team deep in the playoff, then he'll definitely be in room temperature. I want to add something because, you know, you mentioned about Sean Payton. I love Sean Payton, the idea of Sean Payton. I don't love the idea. If I'm a Broncos fan, I love the idea of Sean Payton going to Denver um, because Sean Payton, you know, Drew Brees was six foot, um, you know, and, and, you know, those big armed, uh, you know, shorter quarterbacks like Russell Wilson. I think the best, the ideal greatest situation for Russell Wilson would be to bring in Sean Payton. But with Sean Payton living in Los Angeles and saying, "Hey, I want to stay in Los Angeles," if I'm if I'm the Chargers ownership, which you know, like you mentioned, Zach, they they've gone cheap. They have a history of it. But in, in an ideal situation, if I'm the Chargers ownership, I'm doing everything I can to get Sean Payton. Everything uh, for, for Sean Payton uh, and his offensive mind for Justin Herbert. Uh, that's a scary, scary thought. 